Oops. Bless you. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, have yourself a uh, chicken mushroom Alfredo bake oh, from Fazoli's and I'm say, a Bacchus D. Bacchus D Energy. What the <laughs> hell is that? Uh, All I know is don't need Toro on an energy drink. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> sit down, have uh, pull up a chair, relax, this conversation about the gaming industry and look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer. Uh, lots to talk about this week. We're going to go around the room, do quick introductions, starting all the way down on my far left is Turo. Hello. And next to him is the man who is not drinking this evening, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're, we're five minutes over. Thank you very much. <laughs> also joining us from the great white north, not that one, but the other one, Kate. Hello. <laughs> And next to her on our panel is Matt. Howdy. And last but not least, uh, the man of the hour, who's going to regale us with campfire stories and sing-alongs. Tell us a story, Joe. It's Yakamoto Joe. Hello. And I, of course, am your host, Ball. We're going to even skip into the going around the room and tell you what we've been playing this week, because, man... There is a lot to talk about, isn't there, Joe? Sure. So I know you took a little trip this last week. Where might you have gone? Well, um, I visited uh, sunny Las Vegas this weekend for the PlayStation Experience. 20 years of PlayStation. And uh, uh, you were there for the whole thing. Uh, I was there. Tell us about... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So tell us, uh, let's see, first of all, they kicked it off with a keynote that was jam-packed full of information. Before we even get into the stuff that they announced, uh, Turo and I are going to have a quick discussion, because one of the things that I noticed about this, Turo being the only uh, uh, bleeding green stalwart on our panel, Sony dominated the news cycle for about a week leading up into the PlayStation experience and then the entire weekend of the PlayStation experience, and we're still seeing all of the announcements and news cycles uh, coming out of the PlayStation experience. How do you think Microsoft responds at this point? I don't know. I hope they have something up their sleeve, but I honestly have no clue what it could be. Wouldn't it be funny if they had, uh, what was it? Xbox uh, experience? No, no. If uh, they uh, crap, what was the the new? Uh, if they crap, I think that's what they're doing. No, <laughs> the uh, the Last Guardian. It'd be funny if that was announced in the Xbox One exclusive. <laughs> that's about it, but I highly doubt it. Of course. I still, yeah, I somehow don't think. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I have no clue what they could have. Um, all their good, awesome games already came out for the holiday season. Mother uh, Four. If they announced that. <laughs> Yeah, wrong company. So let's say that <laughs> Nintendo is already doing this. Um, they haven't done a trade show, so to speak, mm-hmm. of this type. But does Microsoft mimic Sony yet again and and create their own Microsoft conference? They're gonna have to. Everyone else is doing it. If they, if they don't, then that's like a big like, well, we're not gonna have a lot of news to tell you guys. Sorry. Do 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 do. I, that's so, how I you know see it. Do? You know what they should do? Microsoft should actually deliver HD Final Fantasy VII 
Oh my gosh. Alright, so let's 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 start there is because I know every single person on the panel is gonna have something to say about it. Let's talk about the largest trolling <laughs> by Square Enix that I think. Why, why, why would say. they do that? Why would they do that? Because they, they hate money. Everybody. <laughs> why? What was what was because I've seen these gifts that came out of the conference, as I'm sure you have as well. Oh yeah, so there are some beautiful what, ones. What was the reaction like at the beginning of that of that reveal versus the end of that reveal? <laughs> was it so, exactly what we've seen on the internet? Oh yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it it I forget. I, I maybe it was one of the guys from IGN or. I forget which news source it was, but one of the guys wrote up like an after post thing and he was like, it was like that that second where you walk into a restaurant you, or an ice cream shop or something, you see the biggest, most delicious sundae you've ever seen in your entire life and you love ice cream. You love it so, so much. And so you go running towards the ice cream and oh my god, and then you go and dip a spoon into it and put it in your mouth and realize that the entire big giant Sunday was made out of crap. That's that's kind of how that's kind of how that's kind of how the whole thing Aww. felt when in the room because everyone was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." Oh, it's crap. Hey, that just sounds like a huge tease. Yeah, like, I just I mean, don't even was... understand. And it's and it's like, isn't there like a port of the PC version? Wasn't like it the, is. yeah, it's it like is. The it's port not of the even PC the PlayStation version. version for the PlayStation 20th anniversary. But also, right. what what makes the difference? You we talked about this, and you said it was a couple of levels or a couple of additional uh, bosses or something. No. Yeah, and then the graphics have been like really upresed. I mean, it, it looks like yeah, I mean, it looks pretty er ish esque. That's kind of hard though, because that game's. Not age well. It's ugly. It's it's rough. It's it, really rough. They have they have made an internal statement that was published that said that we will, make, <laughs> we will not yeah we will not remake Final Fantasy VII until we have a game that we are currently developing that sells better than it. And <laughs> that that what that's literally no literally you can search Google search it you'll find no, it. No, I know. It's just what. Um. The the problem is is that I, I think Square Enix has kind of I would say that they've completely lost their way. But when you look back at things like uh, Bravely Default, and that was a fantastic game, and so if they can do it, I just don't understand why they hate money. So yeah, because like I mean, Final Fantasy VII isn't my favorite film. It's not even in my top three favorite Final Fantasies, and I kind of think that the fans ruined it for me. But um, it would make them more money than they've probably made in the past two years with anything else they've put out. Well, but like even good companies like Pixar, they even did Cars too. Yeah. Like it, it's okay. Sometimes you just need to like you know, pay for yeah, that. it would be you know, it pay would, the bills. It would give them so much money to make other things. I I have to uh, just wonder why they would bring a PC port over. I mean, obviously, because it's going to be easiest to port. Because it's, it's a PC in there? Yeah, because it's, it's just, it's just the there. extra fuck you. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> well, all right, so so that one uh, that one out of the way, Joe, tell us about some of the other things that they announced so that we may discuss them at length. Um, well, there was the 15 minutes of uh, Uncharted. 
That was pretty good. Is there anyone in here who has not watched the 15 minutes of Uncharted? I have not seen it. I did not watch the 15 minutes of Uncharted, no. No, neither did I. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, a big, that's a big time commitment. <laughs> so I guess it's just three. Uh, well, let me say that that 15 minutes was staggering. Now, it wasn't, in my opinion, the same fidelity as what we saw in that teaser trailer at E3, but it was still god-awful pretty, running extremely smoothly, um, and looked very interesting, plus we got a story tidbit that I will not spoil uh, that was very interesting. The Probably the most interesting part of that, though, is, uh, Joe, did you, did you catch who did the voice for that mystery guest? Uh, yeah, it's the other guy who does all the voices in video games. <laughs> but that's uh, hilarious. No, I, I think it's hilarious. perfect. I, I think it's absolutely perfect. I, that I is think. awesome. Yeah, and and I, when I, you find out what the relationship is, I think it's even more hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that I actually, know that, I actually know that bit for some reason, and that's really funny. Yeah, so. Uh, what else? We, we saw the 15 minutes of Uncharted... Um, they did announce holiday 2015. Yeah, yeah, holiday 20 come in 2015. So that's our big, uh, that's our big holiday. Uh, that's the big holiday game this year. It looks like or next year rather. Um, and then there was uh, the leaked and then unleaked and then announced Street Fighter Five. <laughs> so not only was it leaked and unleaked and announced, but the big thing is, of course, it is PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. And this is not a timed exclusive. They said it will not, period, show up, period, on any other console, period. Except for PC, period. Except for PC, period. <laughs> That's <a laughs> which, kind of old which statement is, in this day and age. Well, I think uh, they said that Sony was actually helping Capcom to develop it. And um, and then on top of that, uh, there'll be what did they say? Something about uh, the you'll be able to play yeah, cross play between yeah PC cross play and between PC for the first yeah, time ever yeah which is anything. amazing for a for a fighting game even which is pretty impressive. Yeah, gas is two fifty a gallon. We just saw Jurassic Park and Star Wars trailers. Street Fighter Welcome to the... exclusive. <laughs> Welcome to 1990, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? yeah. <laughs> it must be a sign of the end times or something. Huh? Yeah, greatest years. <laughs> um, so what we uh, <clears throat> Street Fighter? I think the most interesting thing out of that is the the, the, the question of, oh, and I pose this to the rest of the panel. Oh, sorry. Holy hell. Are you okay? Assault by dog. Dog to the face. <laughs> um, a dog can. Uh, so the the question I'll pose to the rest of the panel um, is: This good for players? Is a Sony exclusive Street Fighter title good for the gamers? I think so because I think most people uh, go to PlayStation anyway when it comes to fighting games. I mean, yeah, Microsoft has uh, 
Killer Instinct. Carnal and yeah, Killer Instinct or whatever. But I mean, it's they've back even as far back as the 360 era. They've never been a serious contender when it comes to fighting games. I don't think everyone's always gone to the PlayStation when it comes to uh, fighting games. So I think that's I think that was a good true. choice anyway. I think anyone who is a serious fighting game person, uh, other than say Smash Brothers, you're gonna you're gonna buy a PlayStation because that's the console that you wanna you wanna mm-hmm. play your fighting games on anyway. No, I agree because in the Xbox 360 days, the only fighting game that was really on 360 was Dead or Alive 4, and then Itagaki got fired from Tecmo for you know being a dirty pervert, mm-hmm. and immediately after he was gone, they were like, no, we're going to PlayStation. Yeah. And so now it's console. But, I mean, I don't think it matters in terms of a fighting game because you can't cross-platform play each other. Like, you can't play people who are playing on a 360 anyway on a game that's got on both of them. So, I mean, I don't think it matters, like, as as much in that regard because... Um, just trying to think of the, the words I use. Yeah, it's like you can't cross-platform, so you, you have to choose the console anyway. And like Joe said... PlayStation is kind of more of a fighting game console compared to Xbox, so it's not really a surprise. I mean, it is kind of a hate, a throwback, like you guys were saying, back to 1990, because we don't really get that many console exclusives now, and I'm sure there are a lot of Xbox people who were kind of pissed about it, but if they're Street Fighter fans, they're going to probably end up getting the PlayStation for it anyway. Right. And also the good thing is, by just concentrating on one system... Um, especially with a fighting game. Like, fighting games tend to be the prettiest looking games because, I mean, they're really not as, I mean, they're intensive, but, like, in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. So they can really focus on the characters and stuff. Well, and especially if they're, able to, if they're able to max, if they're, if they're just doing one system, they're really going to be able to max it out. And especially well, a, if they have Sony's involvement directly with it. Well, that's a good point, too, um, because developing a fighting game is a lot of finagling, trying to keep a balance between all the characters, way more than any other genre of video game. Like, you're always patching it and updating it, like, some characters' moves, like, that you have to try and keep them all in balance, right? So, focusing for one console might actually, you know, take a big load off of the developer weight, right? So, here's a, a different question that I would pose to the panel. Capcom has not been doing so hot in the last years. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is a sign of desperation on Capcom's part. A little. Well, it's, it's kind of why the, the same thing that Square Square did with Tomb Raider. I mean, they went where the. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the the logistics of all of it is, but I mean, you know, console exclusives, you know, I mean, there's money up front, and there's stuff like that that happens, so I mean, I don't know if they're desperate per se, but I mean, I think there's, you know, there's the promise of money up front or something. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. No, I think, um, because Street Fighter is probably Capcom's premier franchise. Uh, Mega Man... And Resident Evil being in there too. Uh, Resident Evil, they're rebooting entirely. They've said after that GameCube remake is going to be ported onto the Xbox One and the PS4, but they said after that it's a complete reboot. So I mean, they know that their series are all in the toilet. So maybe they're seeing this as a fresh start. Joe, what else came out of uh, the PlayStation Experience keynote address? Um, what else was in there? Um, there was, 
Um, help me out, guys. No Man's um, Sky. Oh yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah, oh, No Man's yeah. Sky was. You guys are all about that game, and you, I was like, "Come on now." <laughs> um. Yeah, so, No Man's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, so I happen to know from a little bird, uh, namely you, that you actually got hands on time with No Man's Sky. Well, I uh, was at the um, the the con the concert thing. They they had us at the concert thing, and that was. Um, it was really cool, guys. Um, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of. This game's really neat. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm really impressed with all the things that they're doing. And then the, um, uh, the music um, <clears throat> is actually really interesting because it's like uh, I think they're called 65 Days of Static. Um, yep. They, they're out of. Um, the, out of Europe with um, Hello Games as well, and apparently a lot of the music that we've all been hearing for the past year or so or whatever, apparently that's not even music that's in the game. Um, that's just stuff that they've already done. Um, that's just tracks that they've already made in the past. If you go look them up, um, some of their tracks are already on uh, some of their CDs, but apparently they're hard at work in the studio um, putting together the actual track, but it's all very much in that same vein. It's very trancey um, meets uh, rock. They've got, you know, uh, you know, usually, usually when they do their songs, it's like guitars, bass, and then you know, like four or five synthesizers, stuff like that. It's really cool stuff. I it was really neat to see them live. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see. Uh, even more stuff. I think uh, someone was saying that Game Informer actually has that's their cover um, for this month. Yeah, um, so. we just got our copy. It's the cover article this month. See, and I, th- I think one of the most interesting pieces of news to come out of that uh, entire info dump on No Man's Sky was that the revelation that no, not only are the planets and every other thing you see on their procedural, but so is the soundtrack and the, the sound atmosphere created on the fly and individual to each user. So it's like nice. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's a that's I think it's going to be a crowning achievement uh, if they can pull this off. And I keep... mm, it's going to be a different game for everyone. I think it's going to be a really hard game to review for review sites. I, I have I have fig been putting a lot of thought into this, and I think I'm going to take up a collection with those of you that wish to do it. But I think we should do a daily captain's log to the center of the galaxy. Don't even do a, you know just just a a one minute breakdown of here's what I did today, and if you can record video, great. Uh, and then you can put it all together, but that's kind of, I think, what's going to happen with that. I'm in well, if I can ever get a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, remi- it reminds me a lot of, um, what the heck is that one game that everyone talks about all the time? Every, like every two months or so. EVE Online? Some, yeah, it, it looks so much like EVE Online. Um, no, 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 I should clarify for anybody who's actually played EVE. It looks like the space battle sections of EVE Online, not, yes, the, yeah. not the statistical flow charts that you have to work through as if right. you're at work part of EVE Online. <laughs> no, no, not, not that part. Yeah, no, no. I, that, was, that was just... Uh, 
<laughs> no, it, it's it's really striking how how much it, I think it looks like um, the space battle part of Eve, um, the way that it's set up. Um, you know, you'll just be sitting there doing something, and all of a sudden, a bunch of ships will come out of hyperspace. A battle will ensue. You're like, oh crap, I can't handle this. You go down to the planet. You know, see a crazy creepy, creepy uh, alien or whatever, someone's in trouble, you go off into hyperspace again, Go off. It's, it's amazing, all the stuff that's just happening, everything's just alive in that game, it's, and it's all, how, how they're doing it, I have no idea, it's some sort of video game magic that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> I'm really scared, they basically I'm really said scared that of this if, game. They, they basically said that if they had, had stopped to think about what they were doing, they would have never done it. <laughs> I can imagine it. I mean, I, I was I was talking with um, just just a, a random fan on the, at the sh- on the show floor, and we were kind of just geeking out about about the game, and we were just talking about how all of that is possible. I mean, to have five billion planets and have each planet have something different going on on each planet, and then there's a whole overarching thing where people are persistently flying around and running into each other and then there's just all the stuff that's going on in space and just like how how does that happen you know I mean how we we're just trying to put the logistics of it together and I mean it's it hurts my brain to even think about it and so the fact that these guys are are doing it uh, with a is, team of 11 people no less right one well, and, and so my big thing is when's this coming out you know I mean yeah, we've seen a bunch of videos now and and some other stuff, but um, when are, when are we going to see this game? When's it, it going to happen? I have a real feeling that it will be holiday twenty fifteen. I I think that that they can't drag it out into twenty sixteen because it's had such a long lead on it. Sure, it's got to be sometime this next year that it comes out, and that that gives. Hello Games the most amount of time to finish polishing and for Sony to help them with the connection code for all the online stuff if they haven't got that stuff sorted yet because Lord knows they're going to beta test that drive club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a really bad timing though because I was thinking about this. If it comes down to Uncharted or No Man's Sky, I'm probably not playing Uncharted. Oh, that's well, I mean, I will play it eventually, that, but I mean, if they came out on the same day, that is an awkward. I mean, well, I don't think they'll do that. That's stupid. They they would, but if they line it up so that you have one month No Man's Sky leading directly into Uncharted, I think. No, that I, is think a, I think I think the other way around would be better. The other way around. Yeah, the other way around would be better because Uncharted is a lot, lot less time to beat, as opposed to No Man's Sky, which is very open ended. So yeah, November, for. Uh, Uncharted, December for No Man's Sky would probably be the best bet. Alright, it's December 10th, 2014. We are making a prediction locking it in right now. What will the cost of No Man's Sky as a downloadable game from the PlayStation Network cost? Have they, have they said it's going to be a downloadable game? Correct. They have said it will only be a downloadable game. That and, just blew my mind. My... It's not going to be disc-based at all? No, no disc-based and... And this is the kicker. They're expecting it. The original game size was less than 4 megs. Uh, what? The original game size was less than 4 megs. 
Now, because they are having to embed some different things, it will be bigger, but they're still saying it will be a small download, as in they expect it to be under 500 megs. So is the is Guy Guy running most of the game then? Is that what's going on? Um, I don't think so, honestly. I from watching the tech power behind it, what happens is everything is done through fractal math, and what that means is the computer is simply tracking the things, and as they come onto the screen, they exist because it reads the code, says, "Oh, this is supposed to be a planet that is rocky that has." water in its atmosphere so the color is blue for the atmosphere and it has these types of life but you don't see that until you actually get to it and that's where the computer expands it if you will so that's why it's a smaller size that's exactly it and then once you fly past it it ceases to exist again so this is like a serious existential philosophy discussion yeah, this is like going against everything that like you think you know about game creation yeah, and, and it's, it's basically they've figured out a new way to create the game in the fact that they don't require a set map. They are instead rendering it on the fly as you see it and then unrendering it once it gets past you. So is it like seeding in Minecraft then? Yes. Sort of? Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, basically there's going to be a set of values. Basically every planet is going to be a giant number. Uh, well, slightly more, more like a hex string would be a better. Well, it's still a number. It's just a different counting system. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be like a matrix option. So, that you can, like watch this game. It's just like letters and numbers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny part is, you, you know, you ask that, but did you know that Hello Games actually has robots flying around the the solar systems, taking pictures of every planet and what life is on it and then reporting back to the main server. So they have this extrapolated view where they can see billions of worlds and flip through and quality check each of the planets to make sure that things are happening in a region of space the way they want it. Wow. All right, I'm really petrified about this game now because no, this is sounding no, like... It should, be called, it should be called No Neo Sky. No, no, it should be No Man's <laughs> Future because it's to us all. Yeah. Just this is like this is kind of my dream game from when I was a kid. It, that's exactly what everybody. That's the reaction everybody has to. Like like playing asteroids on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Like this is really what I was like dreaming about back then. So Just, let's lock in our predictions for a price. Turo. Forty. Yeah, forty. I was gonna say yeah. forty. Dave. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna agree with that. Uh, it's either gonna be like a thirty or forty, um, and they'll probably like offset it with like hats or something. <laughs> Yeah, you can buy stickers for your spaceship. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I mean, that just I, makes sense. I believe, colored flags. I believe, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong if you know this, but I believe I remember reading an interview where they said there were no microtransactions in the game. I think that's right. I, yeah. Wow. So Once again, like, gaming yeah. minds everywhere are just splattered on the monitors. But... Uh, you know, if they delay it too much, you would almost figure they would have to find a way to figure in microtransactions, whether that be like different, sh you know, some new ships or I or something. I think that breaks the spirit of, the, of of what they're going for, though. I think that's why they said that. I mean, that's just yeah. my opinion. We're going to accidentally think that they actually like us or something. <laughs> like that's a bad precedent to set. 
the the problem here is, is you, you we you hear how we're all talking. This is possibly, and this is just a possibly a setup for the biggest disappointment of all time. Oh geez. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying I'm scared. It might be destiny all over again. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Thousand, uh, Kate, you, you did not lock in a prescription uh, for oh. uh, Canadian I'm dollars. Gonna, no, it's the same. Usually, same price. Canadian dollars. <laughs> I say twenty-four loonies. <laughs> that would actually be really, really awesomely cheap. I'm gonna say, um, just with inflation and things, I'm gonna go for something like forty-five ninety-nine. Matt, you said forty. Yeah, Joe. I say they're gonna slap it onto a disc and charge you sixty bucks. I say it's gonna be twenty bucks. So he's going the one dollar route. Yeah. But I'm so, he's, he's the Price is Right dude. Fifteen. One dollar. Yeah, Way 15. to go, Price is Right douche. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty nine ninety nine. Mark wins. So what do we win? What do we win though? Like. We have to write Respect. this down. The satisfaction Respect. of knowing we're right. Uh, <laughs> is who's writing this down? Well, we can I am. I already wrote it. I wrote it down. It's done. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. So sure. I'm saying I am saying it is not bottom of the barrel. It's not 15, but I'm going to say it's 20 bucks because I think that they will want as many people as possible <laughs> to buy it. That's well, a good point. and I. But I think there's so much hype on it right now, and if they can keep the hype on it going, uh, if they can keep the hype train chugging along, I feel like they will try and get the maximum amount of money out of it and oh, put out like a like a collector's edition type of thing where you know it comes with a ship or something or I don't know it comes <laughs> in a crazy box and they charge you sixty bucks. Because if they did, if like tomorrow they said, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna have a collector's edition," I'd be like, "Ah, cool! Sign me up! I'll take two. Like you know, the steel just... box of Guardians of the Galaxy that was sold out in like five minutes. Exactly. So, Joe, what else did they announce in the keynote there for uh, PlayStation Experience? Well, the forest. <laughs> I know what Matt wants you to talk about. <laughs> Forest. Yeah, forest? That, that, so you were there. You saw it. Was that your first experience with the forest? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. Ha, are Matt, Joe, and I the only ones that have seen the trailer for the forest? I don't even know what you're talking about. So yeah, I missed this one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I think I saw it before. I didn't see the recent one, though. No, there is no before. This yeah, there is. The, yeah, this was the first announcement. Yeah, this is the first announcement trailer. Uh, took everybody off guard because it looks really, really, really good and really, really, really scary. Ooh, good, scary. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, well, definitely check out the trailer for it because it is phenomenal. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. I'm I'm rewatching it right now, and it's I don't know where this is in development or anything like that. But after um, after the um the thing, you should put it into the YouTube. Or wait, we, we yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. it's a little bit uh, stronghold. It's a little bit survivor horror. horror. It's first person. It's yeah, actually yeah. when they were showing it first, I thought it was that uh, fire. What's the one where you're like in a fire watch tower in the woods and you have to go out all alone and survive or whatever? That's what I thought it was at first. But. It actually kind of reminds me of like a first person uh, don't starve with, with 
zombie the zombies. monsters. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. So I know that there's this showcase thing that Google Hangouts has. I don't know if this works for YouTube videos. So I'm loading it in right now. If you guys all turn on your showcase things. Which one is showcase? It's the, it's the, one that, the best like, by price tags. Yeah, the best by price tags. Okay. Oh, got it. <laughs> uh, so you can actually uh, click. I, I don't know if it will show. I see oh, yeah, it. There, there it is. It opens it up to, to it opens it another tab. Yeah, so that's uh, good. So anyways, anybody that's watching can check it out there. We'll watch it after the show. But yes, uh, that was one of the big surprises of the show. Uh, that was fantastic. You so was it the big surprise? Hey. Question, is it PS4 and PC? Because the showcase link here said it was for PC. Uh, I believe it is for PC, but it will have its console debut on the PS4. Currently, okay. Steam, Steam Early Access coming to PS4. Because the interesting thing is that the uh, the video that we have is actually pre-alpha, and it's it's it looks beautiful for pre-alpha. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous how good it is. Um, well, what else was a, was a big surprise that they revealed there? So, my, and I, and I know this is going to sound dumb, but my biggest um, hurrah moment was um, finding out that Day of the Tentacle is, uh, <laughs> I am so freaking pumped about that. Oh my wait, god. Wait, wait. Yeah, Dave didn't yeah. know about this. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know about this. Yep. Yep. Day yep. Of the Tentacle. You're so, kidding me. Nope. After a Grim Fandango. They they went to Disney and said, "Hey, we want to do Day of the Tentacle," and Disney said, "Yes." Well, <laughs> after they went and told Tim Schafer that somebody's trying to buy his IP up from under. So not only do we have Day of the Ten Tentacle and Grim Fandango and now King's Quest reboot, um, this is a this is a good time to be alive. I got to tell you what, I am. I, I am really loving all of this return to the you know the the early '90s love. I'm I'm, I'm really liking it. So is this a remake of Day of the Tentacle, or is this a it is a treatment they're doing Grim Fandango? Yeah. Oh god, it's awesome. So. That is fantastic. Um, other so. other big announcements. Super Time were, Force Ultra. Oh, so let's talk about that because I'm sure the three of us are the only ones that know about this. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with uh, did you play Super Time Force, uh, Taro? Yeah, it was on the Xbox One. Okay. I really liked it. Yeah, so here's the deal. They have announced that they are doing a PlayStation Ultra Edition, which the acronym will be STFU, which is hilarious. <laughs> nice. Uh, but the, the big draw... <laughs> The big draw is that the playable character that you will get with this one is none other than Shuhei Yoshida. With Who attacks with his tweets. His what's tweets his... and his love for the PlayStation. That trailer is hilarious, too. I, I love that trailer. Those are his weapons? Those are his weapons. You know? Oh, I thought you were kidding. That's no, it, cool. is, it is hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is there going to be additional stuff, or is just going to be like an included extra extra character? Uh, no, I think it's additional. I think it's everything they've released so far. Yeah. Plus two. Sweet. 
It's so awesome where the way he, the way they burst into his office. <laughs> he's just like, with the success of the PS4, I'm not sure I have time, but I. <laughs> but I've always yeah, wanted to kill, kill a dinosaur. Smart phone, clear my schedule, set tweets and emoticons to deadly. <laughs> and oh, he just jumps man. up to the air and it's like, Shuhei, you shade it, unlocked. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely have to put that in the it's one of the best trailers for a video game I've ever seen, actually. Uh, it's it's pretty yeah. amazing. Um, we also saw quite a bit of The Order 1886. He's gone, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> he's, he's falling I, in love with Shu all over again on his own. I, I, I love Shu so much. He's so great. Um, yeah, um, the order they that was uh, you could demo that on the show floor, and it was the reaction was awesome. So um, so here's here's the thing that we've seen the same snippet of game in their demo that they've had for like the last year and a half now. One of the things that a lot of people said is that number one, the frame rate wasn't good at first, but they started to clean that up, but that the game felt a little soulless or a little a little boring. What are your impressions after seeing it at the show? I, I, I didn't think that at all. Um, I thought, um, you know, I what was the... Oh, Last of Us. When, um, when Last of Us was coming out, they never... They, they, it seemed like they were showing the same stuff over and over and over and over again. You know, and then they didn't even talk about multiplayer. And then, with, like, two weeks before the game came out, they are like, oh, yeah, all this stuff is happening. Here's a video. Blah, blah, blah. Turned out fantastic. I feel like that's kind of what's happening here is where they, you know, they're just concentrating on making the game, and then they, you know, they've got these videos out. But uh, the demo that they showed was awesome, or the demo that people were playing was awesome. People were really, really psyched about it, and there was a lot of good reaction to it. So I, you know, I mean, I, it, it's, I think it's one of those games that's hard to to do videos on just because it's, um, you can't really tell. I mean, you legitimately can't tell when you're playing and when the, like, a cutscene type of thing is happening. So, um, I don't know. It, it's, it was neat, though. It looked beautiful, too. I mean, it still looks absolutely amazing, I think. I, I, and I, so I'm much so that I, I, I bought a faceplate. Now, so explain to everyone what a faceplate is. Um, so Sony just started something called Project Skylight? Starlight? Starlight, Something. I think. Starlight? Yeah, I think it's Starlight. But basically, they're doing these limited edition um, um, faceplates for your console. So this goes on the shiny part of your console, um, and you just pop it right on there. And um, You remove the other one, or does that go on top of? No, you remove it. This is like, um, this is the it's same. cell phone case. Yeah, this is the same piece that's on your your console right now. That's pretty cool. Um, they just they slide right off. You can you can really if you ever um, upgrade your hard drive on your PS4, um, you just remove that faceplate. You just like really gently, you know, pull it out, and it pops the faceplate right off. And then you can take this faceplate and slide it back on. And so they had um, the Order 1886 down there, and then they also had. Um, 
a little bit crazy ah! as well. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna order that off the website, but I kind of have to like not order stuff right now. So, but they um I yeah that was they had them down there and they sold out down there I think and then you could only get them on the website. I'm not sure if they're still up there or not. I hadn't checked, but um so yeah, those are really cool. While we're on the con- the the uh, topic of hardware, let's talk about the other thing that they announced, uh, huh. celebrating the 20th anniversary of the PlayStation One. <laughs> so, I don't know how things were on the outside of the convention center, but inside the convention center, it was this this it, it was like you know when your parents tell you stories about when you were a kid and there were the Cabbage Patch Kids or the Beanie Babies and stuff where people would go to the mall and they would stab each other um, and stuff like that. It was kind of like that inside the convention center. The minute that they said, this is how you do it and and it's available to do right now, anybody who had a cell phone with them was sitting there. Every It was like most of the convention center were all on their phones. And you're like, oh, they must be taking pictures or recording video. No, 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 no. They were all <laughs> slamming the website trying to get one of these PlayStations. It was ridiculous. Um, for everybody else, there were they at the convention, I guess it must have been like early in the morning before they opened up the doors, but they handed out a hundred... I think it was a hundred. It was a hundred um, gold wristbands, and if you had a gold wristband, I think it was like at four o'clock or something like that. You could go to the Sony store, uh, the merch store, and you had the ability to go and buy one of the 20th anniversary PlayStations. Things are beautiful. I'm sure you guys have all seen them online. Um, they're gray. They look exactly like the old. Well, they don't look exactly like, but they're modeled after the PS1. Um, the touchpad of the PS4 controller has um, the uh, the PlayStation symbols on it, and then right in the center is a little 20. Um, there's also um, uh, the bottom half of the, the console itself has the same sort of thing. It's all gray, and then it has a circle, square, triangle, and... Um, the controller, X. the controller yeah. actually has the PlayStation, the PlayStation logo in the PlayStation button. Right. Yeah. It's it's really neat. All the all the little things that they did to it. It was it's, it was really subtle things that they did to it made it look really nice. And then on the back of it has a metal plate um, at the bottom bottom right um, that has the number out of 12,300 and so, um, but yeah, these guys, there was a hundred people for each day, I believe, um, that got the opportunity to buy these. Um, I saw some crazy wheeling and dealing going on down there. Um, if you had a wristband, you would have wanted to wear like a long sleeve shirt because you were in danger of losing your arm. No joke. <laughs> there were people that were like, dude, how much for your wristband? <laughs> I actually saw one guy that was where I was at and he was making it he was about to make a deal with a guy um, he had a wristband on the another guy came up to him and he was like hey I'll buy your wristband off you for $300 and the kid was like oh that sounds pretty good and someone else came up to him and was like dude you may want to you may want to look up eBay real quick and he's like why why and he's like just just trust me go look up eBay and he went and pulled up eBay, looked up the PlayStation thing, and saw that it was going for about $15,000. Wow. <laughs> he, like, he was like, oh, oh, $300, I'm out. You know, he's like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so, but the, yeah, apparently there was some wheeling and dealing going on down there. So on this story, 
Um, if you happen to be in London, we have a lot of uh, viewers yep. actually in Britain. Starting tomorrow, tomorrow and on December 12th, if you are in London, go to Bethnal Green Road where there will be a Sony pop-up store. It's called the PlayStation 94 Shop. If you turn up with a PS1 controller and anything related from play, from PlayStation from the 1990s, like a Gran Turismo 1 poster or a game or something like that, and you tell the Sony representative there, I crashed my Bandicoot, you can buy one of 94 that they will have on stock, get it, 1994, for $19.94. Oh, man. That seems like a riot about to happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that is, otherwise you can buy them for 390, 399 pounds. But it's 19, 19 pounds, 94 quid, which is not the same as, not, you know, you get the idea, though. Um, so, so are we going to start a guess on how many people are going to be trampled to death on this thing? I don't think so. There's not enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. But still, that's hella cool. Especially if you live in London and have the ability, or anywhere surrounding area, and have the ability to go get it. So if you're the 95th person, though, well, you might as well just throw yourself in front of a double decker. I wouldn't recommend that. The views expressed by Kate on the podcast or any of its staff. Uh, Joe, what else? What else came out of this giant packed keynote? Um, gosh, there's. Um, let's see. Let, let me just run down the list here, and then you guys can stop if stop me if you want to talk about it. There's so we had uh, alphabetically we had the Banner Saga, Batman Arkham Knight, Bastion, Bloodborne, Broken Age, um, which is awesome. That's also awesome. I, I I'm really excited about yeah, that. The complete Broken Age. Yes, yes. Um, I'm kind of glad I waited because I almost broke down and and now, bought the now, PC version. Before you go any further. You got lost at the show. Okay, I did. You got lost with someone. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't it, it? It wasn't at the show. Actually, it was the night before. The night before, um, we had the opportunity to go to the video game awards. Uh, Jeff Keeley's first foray into uh, uh, doing his. Um, his, without the support of Spike or anybody like that, uh, he started up the Video Game Awards. Did any of you guys watch that at all? I did, I'm curious. I, I heard they weren't terrible. They they weren't. <laughs> they, I was for as much as a fan of Jeff Keighley as I am not. Um, I was act, I actually walked away from the show pretty darn impressed. Um, but so we it was at the um, um, uh, Planet Hollywood. It was at the it was at Planet Hollywood. And um, it we were we were getting there, and I had never been inside Planet Hollywood, let alone far enough to find out where their their uh, show places at or whatever. And so we were running around trying to find the box office to go buy tickets. And um, someone had told us, "Oh, well, you got to go down the escalator. There's this big giant blue ball." Ha ha ha. And uh, so we were, you know, making fun about that or whatever. And in front of me, as we're heading down the escalator. We're, we're me and my group were all just kind of talking. We're like, "Oh man, I don't know where this is at. I don't know where this is at." And then I noticed this this guy in front of me, kind of a larger guy, you know, and he's kind of like looking distraught too. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's freaking Tim Schafer right there!" Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "You know what, guys? You know what we do? 
we don't worry about the the instructions on the phone that, that our friends were giving us. I was like, we follow this guy in front of us. They're like, who's that? I'm like, that's Tim Schafer. We follow Tim Schafer. And he, Tim Schafer turns around, and he's like, guys, you're screwed. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and so me, my friends, and Tim Schafer, we go running around for about five minutes trying to find where this place is at. We're kind of chit-chatting or whatever. And we finally, it was actually upstairs and, you know, towards the back of the casino. We finally found it. And, you know, we were like, hey, we'll have a good show or whatever. I mean, we didn't like, you know, like, oh, well, I, you know, blah, 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 your games, blah, 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 blah. No, it was nothing like that. It was just all small talk and, you know, just kind of making jokes and stuff. <laughs> it just said, but, like, how about we ditch the show and just go to a bar and just talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was actually presenting, so I, he probably would have been, well, I don't know. He might have. He might have said, screw it. But, uh, but, yeah, no, it was really, really awesome to just be able to just I hung out with Tim Schafer for five minutes with the hay. Wow. So, that, that was really cool. I, that, was, that was a really neat moment. Um, and the, the actual show itself, um, going into it, I was, I was that, you know, um, I was that guy on the internet that, you know, I was that total troll going in. We were just kind of like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the show was actually pretty good. I mean, there was a, it was very Nintendo-heavy. Um, it really felt like like Fizem, Reggie Fizemi didn't really have anything going on that night, and so he just kind of hung out with Jeff Keighley for like three hours. It was kind of weird. Because um, they were like cracking wise with each other. He has for most no of the friends. Night. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have to actually go be playing Nintendo games. He's got a, a Amiibo now, so that's what he does. Yeah. does all this fighting for him. Does he have a Fiz Amiibo? Yes. Patent pending. A Reggie, a Reggie Fiz Amiibo, to be quite honest. <laughs> Patent pending trademark, that right there. So you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but so, like, they were like, oh, well, the big show of the night. Uh, uh, what is it? Imagine Dragons is going to be here tonight. And you're like, oh, hell, stab me now. You know, I was just like, <laughs> this is going to be the, this is going to be so stupid. They're going to come out and rock out to Radioactive, and there's going to be strobe lights and everything. And so the, he was, like, talking about that the whole entire show. He was like, coming up next, Imagine Dragons. And you're just like, oh, it's just stop it, you know, and then, so it finally gets to the end of the show, and he's like, alright guys, got a special treat for you, here comes Imagine Dragons, they come out on these chairs, and then, um, is it Ko Koji Kondo, is that right? Um, from, uh, he does the music for Zelda, and, um, and Mario, and stuff like that, he comes out on a piano, and they do this just amazing um, number, uh, and they, they do this acu acoustic set of of, um, of a Zelda song, nice. and then and then that goes in, and then it goes into one of their songs, um, but it was like really well done, and it was all acoustic and everything. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like sitting there. I was one of those guys with my phone out recording the whole thing. I'm like, I don't ever want to forget this. This is beautiful. So yeah, internet be damned. I was proven wrong. You know, I, I for one moment I wasn't you know that guy. And it, it was it was actually really cool for to be able to go to an award show like that and have listen to these guys. I mean, it was, there was a lot of. Um, 
a lot of developers on stage, and each one of them, when they got an award, when they were up on stage, a lot of them were like all shaky, and they're, you know, you could obviously tell they've never done anything like this before. Even the No Man's Sky dude um, from Hello Games, I mean, he was like really nervous. Let's, let, let's say, let's talk about that. That guy. was the worst. <laughs> they should no, have no, no, never no, no, let no, him no. talk. No, 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 no. You're talking about the frog. Uh. Oh. Wait, are you talking about Hello Game, Sean? Sean, what's his name? Or are you talking about the band, Joe? Um, no, Hello Games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh no, yeah, I, no, got, yeah. I, I know where you're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. At the to kind of fast forward a bit. So at the show, at the PlayStation Experience show, uh, there was an event called A Night Under No Man's Sky. It was on Saturday night, um, and they had the 65 days of static guys come in and on these huge gigantic screens behind them they had all this new footage of uh, of no man's sky and then the 65 days of static guys played in the big, in the in front of the in front of that while while the stuff was going on in the background so they made a comment which sounded a little ungrateful a little <laughs> maybe a little ungrateful it I, I couldn't tell if it was just part of the stick for the guy for the band or, I, or was... I feel like it kind of was i i feel like it kind of was because i mean after every single set he would be like cheers you know thank you guys very much you know and he would he would be very nice but at the very beginning he said something to the effect of um, We'd have you know, hey, music done if we didn't have to fly to Las Vegas. <laughs> right. He's like, we're you know, we're 65 days of static, and you know, we are working on the 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 music for No Man's Sky. Well, we would be if we didn't have to come to Vegas to play this show for you guys. It sucks. <laughs> he said it sucks. And so, and then he proceeds to go play a set for an hour. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, but but I have to give props to the keyboard guy. Dude gets into his music. Holy yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he 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 was one of those damn birds that you set up that like just keeps dipping into the water. I mean, that was him for an hour. I don't know how that. His I think arms must have been just sore. How does he do that? The drummer was totally into it too. I thought the drummer was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they rock they they rocked their butts off for for an entire yeah, it really, hour. It was really good music too. I mean, yeah, the, the thing no, we could have only seen what was on the screen. Yeah, yeah. The I, I told I told you about that. <laughs> it, it was amazing because when they showed the year and a half old footage, that's when they would show they would cut to the footage. And then when they showed anything new, anything new, they cut to the shots of the band. The knuckles the band, of the bass player. The knuckles <laughs> of the bass player. I'm like, you sons of bitch. I'm screaming at the TV. <laughs> cut back. Cut back. And it was, it was horrible. Did they do that last time? They've, they've never done something like this, so. Oh well, there was a there was something that happened, and you were talking about it. Was it was it a Tokyo Game Show where every time they had something new on the screens, they would go to the audience? No, oh, yeah, oh no, that was one of the Sony conferences that they did that, which drove me nuts because they have the three panels up there, and you would think they'd just show you the direct feed, but instead they pull way back so you can barely see it and show you the audience of the audience watching the three panels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was pretty darn close too. I was like maybe about five feet from um, what's his nugget from from Hello Games, um, and he was jamming out. Man, that dude was just 
he was all over the place. Um, <laughs> Probably and, the best spokesperson for anything ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from, absolutely. Gone from Hello Games. The people are going to hire him just to be their, their humble, humility-filled spokesperson. Yeah, every every time he talks, I mean, he's just he sounds so grateful that I mean, he I think he's still in shock that I mean, people are so receptive to this game and to this idea that they have and um, they I don't know if they showed it on the on the feed, but they had this really cool uh, like three or four minute trailer basically of the birth of Hello Games all the way up to, to yes. you know that day yeah, of No Man's from Sky and from man, yeah and I man I was I was getting I I was starting to squirt tears I was just like man that's that's pretty amazing I mean to go from where they did to you know where they're at I was like that's that's really really cool it was, it was neat so but but yeah all right, so what else is on the list? Because I know we were just barely uh, through it. Um, let's see. So, uh, Darkest Dungeon, Day of the Tentacle we talked about, uh, the Destiny expansion, the Dark Below. No, stop, stop, stop. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so... It came out yesterday. You bought it. it. You bought it, didn't you? So, here's the situation. Double back, son of a dugget. I have been speaking with Matt and others for a while about... I'm I'm very frustrated with the state of Destiny. However, I was not going to buy it. And I was very adamant about not buying it. But the people that play with me said, if you you don't buy it, then who are you hurting, Bungie or us? (laughs) They played you, my friend. They played you. So let me tell you, now that I've done almost all of the content in the dark below, uh, is it worth $20? Hell to the motherfucking no. (laughs) It is not worth $20 uh, of your hard-earned money. Much less the poor saps that didn't buy it actually don't get to do a weekly or nightfall this week because only the people who have the, the expansion, the expansion this week alone is just for... The people who bought the expansion. Or the wow. wow! And That's so totally trolling your own fan base. Totally yeah. trolling your own fan base. I have no idea why they would do that. And the funny part is, is that almost all of the locales are not new places. They are just extensions of places we've already been. You mean so expansions? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After um, Thanksgiving, had to loosen the belt. I, I will I will say that the uh, raid is really flipping hard. Uh, I have archived and we did live stream it and uh, I made it. We made we made three hours into it and we completed the first section. Um, there, wow! It has already been beaten. It took a uh, it was six hours. Six hours and eighteen hundred deaths. So uh, it, is, it is less of. It is far less impressive to me so far. It is more about throwing as many possible bodies at you. Than <laughs> they went the Zap Brannigan route. They did. I will not say that it's bad. It is not bad. The parts that I've experienced so far are not bad. It it's is... just not good, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it's just that there's not really any brain power involved. It's more tactics than anything else. It sounds like Dark Souls just dying over and over and over again. 
No, because in Dark Souls, you die because of your own ineptitude. This is because they piled 17 thralls on top of you, and you're level 29, and the monsters are 31, which the... I'm not... You don't even get me started. All right, I'm not going to go down that route. So did you get the gear to get to 30 finally? I am finally level 30 and a half, yes. Hooray! Hey. So I get to 32. After what? Uh, that would have been 19 weeks of running the raid without being able to get the gear I need. I I had I actually just went to a vendor and bought the gear I need. Was it Zer or whatever? No, no. You can buy it from any Vanguard vendor. Oh my gosh! Which means that all that work we did for the first raid, <laughs> fuck you, Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say about it. Oh, wow. Well, but the thing is, they're kind of laughing because guess who's still playing the game? And who bought the expansion? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I just, you know what? I, I play. You're it. trolling each other, and it's a trolling stalemate. Yeah. No, I, trolling it, circle it jerk. Where <laughs> has won the trolling circle? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yes, okay. Please continue down the list, there, Joe. <laughs> um, there's the um, uh, Jaffe, uh, Twisted Metal, uh, God of War guy, um, drawn to, to death. death. Yeah, which, loves to swear. Yeah, um, loves which to swear. which uh, I, I got to tell you, I I was I was over by his booth a lot over the weekend, and uh, Jaffe was pretty much there. He was there a lot, actually. Well, he said he said he wanted people to do focus testing right after they played it. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was it was kind of neat. So they had uh, eight TVs set up, uh, four and four, and um, you would play for you know uh, what maybe ten fifteen minutes or so, and then four people would come out of that. And um, at mo at a lot of the conventions, they always have you know like the the media booth or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as you come around, he would have four people sit at the media booth, and it was Jaffe and I'm assuming a couple of the other directors of the game, and they would just sit there and talk to him. Uh, for like another 10 or 15 minutes. So while the next group was playing, they would ask him questions. There was a guy there with a laptop that was taking down notes. Jaffe was asking questions. Um, and then, you know, then the next group would come and, and that would be that. The game looks really cool. Um, That's pre-alpha, isn't it? Yeah, it's pre-alpha. Yeah. And if, if for those of you that did not watch it, it was basically what if the sketchings of a young man in his Trapper Keeper came to life. And so it's all heavy metal kind of inspired, but it's all pencil sketches made into this 3D world of death online and courage. paper. Yeah, outline paper, online paper. It's amazing looking from yeah, what they showed us. It's really cool. Like So like when you die, um, you start up above the page, and you're falling... Um, onto the page basically and it's counting up your health and so you basically you, you can see the page and then the, the the doodle of the city where you're fighting at get closer and closer and you, you're dodging clouds pen, or pen drawn clouds uh, going around you and then um, just as you hit a hundred you like get really close to the city and then it's like boom and you just like uh, like Hulk smash the ground and then you just go to town start fighting stuff and it, I was. It was really cool to look at. It, I, I'm really. Uh, I'm really excited to see what becomes of that. 
So yeah, that was the, that was another thing that was on the list. Um, what else, Joe? Uh, let's see. Then there was uh, Enter the the Gungeon. Um, <laughs> One of the best names. For <laughs> that just yeah, that doesn't that sounds awful. That's like almost <laughs> as bad as of the Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, this definitely has a sound to it. That's that it sounds like you're. That's awful. <laughs> it actually looks pretty decent, actually. Um, and then uh, Fat Princess is coming to the PS4 in Fat Princess Adventures, um, which looked really cute. Um, if you're a fan of Fat Princess, then you will love Fat Princess Adventures. Uh, um, Final Fantasy VII, of course. Uh, the, <laughs> um, the the forest, um, gang beasts. Well, so, 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 yeah, let's stop for a second on gang beasts. That's, probably my what is what they're naming? Probably, and, and, and this is raising the, people. Wait, wait. This is this is the part that's best. <laughs> they look like claymation fighters, like Play fighters. No, no, like yeah. Gumby. They look like Gumby. And, <laughs> so clay with, fighters, but yeah. with real world physics, and it's a four person brawl in non traditional environments, like between two semis driving down a road or a three-story building burning building with a big pit in the middle or a and, ferris wheel or yeah it, it looks it's actually one of the games that caught my me by surprise i'm like that looks amazingly entertaining it's um it's made by double fine yes oh, uh, animal Gordon. Yeah, I, I take back anything bad I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> we should have prefaced the whole thing with that. It's made by Double Fine, so... Uh, <laughs> this you know. is Holy Ground Islander. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Uh, let's see, Forest Gang Beast, Grim Fandango, Kill Strain, um, <laughs> Killing Floor We're 2. We're out of good names. We're yeah. just out of good names. We've well, used them all up. Well, it talk just about, sounds like someone's struggling Kill to take a duke. Tell, no. wow. Hey, no. take a duke is coming in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead and tell us about uh, Killstrain, because that was another, <laughs> another new announcement. We've seen the copyright or the trademark for it filed, but let everybody know what Killstrain is about. Um, do, have you? I, I'm rewatching it right, right now. Do you... Uh, Sorry. Don't die. Sorry. Please don't. Killstrain killed him. All right, sorry. Uh, Killstrain was a free-to-play multiplayer shooter um, that Sony. It was announced by Sony San Diego Studios. Um, we have not known what they've been working on. Apparently, this is not the only game that they're working on, uh, and they have not set a, a date for the beta yet. Um, but if I remember right, there was a, a tundra and a global outbreak, and you're playing the role of a mercenary who's got to like contain the outbreak and destroy the mutants. And it looked a like a light gun game, but without light guns. Well, yeah. I think it's a top. I thought, I thought it was a top-down shooter. Um, I thought it was first-person. I thought well, we can find out. Hold on. I'm playing I'm playing a game. I can't look right now. You're playing a game, Matt. <laughs> what are you playing? Terra Battle. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we'll talk about that too. 
All right, so, yeah, uh, anyways, that's one of the ones that we've not known what's been going on with Sony San Diego. That's the one that they announced. And then uh, Killing Floor 2 um, is uh, Wait. some gore. What? Yeah, that's that's one. That's another one that Matt and I. Matt was like, I've never even heard Kill Stra- or Killing Floor One, and neither have <laughs> I. But that, I, that looks like a, a PlayStation Four giblet shooter. Yeah, yeah. There are body parts everywhere in this game. There's just it's like the game. I don't I don't know if it was just the video or what, but like every time you make a good shot, just like time slows down, and there's like. Here goes an arm over here, and then the the cart the the chest is over here, and a leg goes flying this way, and just like, yeah. but it looks. See, and, and I may but, be dating myself, but uh, when, when they started with um, uh, Doom and um, you know its its eventual predecessors, making things explode like that became known as jibbing, yeah. and the little parts were giblets. And we've not seen a good jibbing shooter for quite some time. I don't think this is going to be really deep, but I think it might be fun. <laughs> I think this may look, make Serious Sam look deep. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let's see what else. And then they, uh, they did uh, a video for MLB The Show, which is going to look really pretty. Um, and then... Uh, no Man's Sky, Orcs Must Die Unchained, um, <laughs> Resident Evil Revelations 2, uh, Severed uh, for the Vita, um, which is kind of cool. That was Severed um, is by um, 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 the Guacamela guys. Um, Drinkbox. Drinkbox. Drinkbox Studios. And so uh, Guacamele was taking the uh, Metroidvania style, making it their own, um, and it's awesome. Uh, if, you haven't played, if you haven't played Guacamelee, you need to really bad. I beat um, it this week. Yeah. That's awesome. See, that's it, it, and it's fantastic. It's great. I love it. Um, with Severed, Severed is them taking, in my eyes anyway, taking the old dungeon crawlers of, of yore um, and making it their own. Um, it felt a lot like the old dungeon crawlers that I, I used to play, like um, uh, like what, Zork and stuff like that, kind of. Temple yeah. of Ashby on the yeah. tower. Yes, oh my god. Yeah, um, that's a throwback. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but they went and... Um, that's when Dave was actually playing games. <laughs> so that's not um, true. I'm playing Pokemon, and I probably should be stopped from that because, like, like my last one I named Fiery Gooch. <laughs> the Gooch. Wow. Yeah, I can't trade with my nephews ever. I'll be like, uh, here's what's Fiery Gooch? Nothing. Uncle Dave. <laughs> um. So, but yeah. I just, picture, I just pictured your future, Dave, where those sad, sad old men sitting in the back playing magic with the young kids at the comic book store. <laughs> that's you in ten years. That's his present. What are you talking? about? <laughs> <laughs> you giving him credit there. Yeah, what are you talking? I'm a recovering magic. I don't play magic anymore. I don't want to start that rabbit hole again. <laughs> Ugh. Um. So cool. 
But yeah, severed. Uh, so basically, you use the Vita touchscreen to do things like parrying and and stuff like that. It's it's got a really cool. It's like all pastel-y art style. Um, yeah, it was really neat. I, I it's got a lot of really good potential. Um, and then um, the awesome awesome Shovel Knight is coming to uh, PS3 and PS4, which uh, oh, and the Vita. As well, um, which is flipping awesome. I'll buy that um, again. They, uh, they with, even with, have. Who is an additional boss? Yeah, you get uh, Kratos is one of the. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Kratos is a is a character in, in Shovel Knight. Because San Diego is are the ones that are helping them port it over. Oh, that's awesome. So Sony San Diego is actually working with them, and the. Well, I will tell you the the biggest thing that I learned out of this entire PlayStation experience, all the panels and everything, Kratos never steps backwards. <laughs> they did a panel where they revealed that Kratos has a set of rules that mm-hmm. must never be broken. Kratos stepping backwards must never happen. Kratos lying on his back unless he is dead must never happen. Or struggling against or something. Struggling, struggling against something. So you did watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I watched pretty much all of Saturday. And, and the the amazing thing to me was that they they enforced this every other appearance. So when he was in Mortal Kombat, that team had to actually abide by those rules. So that's kind of interesting. That would be kind of difficult in a fighting game, like for him never to be on his back unless he was like dead. Or struggling against something. Yeah, man. That's tough. Um, So yeah, Shovel Knight, uh, Skytorn, Street Fighter V. Skytorn looked awesome. I mean, old school Metroid. Yeah. Uh, It's very well. At first, I thought it was about the Bastion port because it it shows this world breaking, this like world island breaking apart. But then it totally goes into this. uh, It's a it's a female lead character. Totally Metroid style, like original 8-bit Nintendo Metroid style. Um, except, what was her attacks? Her attacks were with some, what was it with? Um, a shovel. She like has a shovel, and all of her attacks, and she can like dig through the walls. So you're not const- so it's a little bit of uh, Terraria or whatever, something like that, um, mixed in. But uh, yeah, it looked really, really awesome. That that one caught me by surprise. I hadn't heard of that one before, but that looked really awesome. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd definitely pick up. Uh, what else, Joe? Um, what else we got? Uh, Street Fighter Five, of course, and then um, Street Fighter Four Ultimate King Kamehameha Edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sukaden One and Two for Street Vita. One and Two, finally. Finally. Wow. I can only hope they have trophies, but I doubt it. <laughs> no, they're going to be PS1 classics. They won't have trophies. I know. Um, Super Time Force Ultra, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, it was the, the, they showed the uh, Shuhei Yoshida trailer. Um, and then there's the Tearaway Unfolded for PS4, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Um, Order 1886, which we talked about. Uncharted 4, we talked about. Um, Until Dawn. Awesome. Um, that so, is so. This was actually not on my radar at, at all, and they did a pretty extensive live playthrough with it, 
And while yeah, they were, not, yeah, they, go ahead. No, no, they were they were letting everybody decide the fate of Hayden Panettiere, um, which I thought was kind of cool. That was funny. And, and I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, "Save the cheerleader! Save the world!" <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was screaming across. I am too. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think that that um, I think that that looks like an actually really fun kind of choose your own adventure type of, of scenario and I I think that could be actually a lot of fun so I'm gonna pick that one up yeah the the setup for it's really kind of interesting um, I mean when you uh, and I don't know if we've talked I can't remember if we've talked about it before but um, when you when you die there's kind of like they, there's a big emphasis on the butterfly effect um, in the game when you do something, ripples happen um, and so every choice that you make in the game causes a ripple that goes outwards and affects how the rest of the game plays out so you may play the game once and you know just one person dies or you may you may decide to hide under the bed but in turn that means something happens and blah 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 and two people die or everybody dies nobody dies and so when you when the game is over there's kind of like a you know, it's, it shows this kind of ripple out effect of, you know, these are the choices that you made, and this is how you can, you know, alter those choices in the future. Um, it's it's really neat, and I, I like the I like the concept. I mean, just taking the horror genre basically and um, basically putting you in in charge of, a, of, a, of your own horror movie, I guess. And what is this called again? Until Dawn. Until it's about Dawn. yeah, Did it's about about the oh, death. The death. Uh, if a character dies, oh, they're dead. Dead. Yeah, they're dead. And yeah. you start with, I think, eight friends. Yep. Yep. And the story is basically it, it. It starts just like every single teen horror movie out there, where um, eight friends go to a cabin in the woods and they go out to party and do all sorts of other, you know, crazy stuff, and then they let loose an evil and that's and then that's where everything plays out from there. It's basically how you survive during that that night. That but sounds yeah, awesome. It, yeah, it's it's cool. It's really cool. If you if you haven't seen any of the videos, definitely look them up. Um, and then Ultra Street Fighter 4 announcement trailer for PS4. Um Watam, Watam? Yeah, which is Katamari Damacy and well, uh, and Journey producer Ryan yeah. Hunk Hunickel. Um, yeah. They they showed an announced trailer, but they give you no gameplay, no idea of what the game is. I don't even know. I mean, I'm I'm guess I'm glad it's out there, but didn't tell us anything about the game. Right. But then I uh, think you're getting to what I wanted to talk about. I hope. What's eating Edith Finch? <laughs> What's eating Edith? You're so bad. What oh. remains of Edith? <laughs> Okay, Gilbert not, Grape. Oh yeah, my gosh. Gilbert Grape. What the hell, <laughs> oh, man? Hey, Gilbert. <laughs> uh oh. Joe broke himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Is what he what's eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what remains of Edith Finch? Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> uh, it looks like a super stylized murder mystery. Um, and oh. It's it's uh, done by um, the team that did the Unfinished Swan, and so I'm really interested because Unfinished Swan was a very interesting game 
Uh, I think this is going to be an interesting game as well, and the gra- the art style is amazing. So that that's one that that was announced, um, and we will check that out as well. Um, and I think that was just about everything. Right? Yeah, that's that's about everything that was shown so, there. That was, that it was, was jam packed full of stuff. Yeah, that was everything for the main console, but we also got a ton. A ton of Vita love for the first time in a press conference on the main stage. Uh, tell us about the Vita love, Joe. Um, there was a lot. Um, there, I, 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 I can't believe the the buzz that was going on after that, um, after the conference, where people were just like, "Man, Vita, Vita's back! We knew it! We knew it!" Rah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's kind of exciting to see. Uh, what were what were some of the well, things? Well, let's that... see. Broken Age was coming day and date to both the PS4 and the PS Vita. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2 coming to the Vita. Uh, day of the Tentacle was coming to both PS4 and PS Vita. I can't mm. decide. I can't decide which one. I mean, I'm hoping it'll be one of those like cross-play things where right. I can just play it on either. But I, I feel like that would be perfect for the Vita, but I really want to play it on console too. Um, the Banner Saga got a Vita release. Um, man, there were like 16 others. I mean, literally, they stood up there and talked, I swear, no less than 30 minutes on Vita. Uh, and, and all the different ports that were coming. Um, I, I, am, I was actually stunned. Uh, and they talked about keeping the list going, building the list. Uh, and... It, and a lot of them were uh, like versions of games that have come out either on PS3 or PS4, or you know uh, indie games that are coming out for one of the two. I mean, it, well, there wasn't the one thing I did notice. It wasn't a ton of unique content. No, there was not like a big triple A that's not coming to anything else type of situation. Um, but I thought that um, what they did announce was a lot of fan service and stuff that I didn't think we would actually see on yeah. Vita. Any well. word on a new Lumine or a Luminous or anything? Uh, no. nobody nobody likes that game, so no. <laughs> what? That game I'm is just, awesome. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Luminous actually, so but no. Yeah, Lum- uh, Luminous is one of my favorites of all time. I actually yeah. want to like fire up one of the old ones because I just dug out my old uh PSP. Uh, Suikoden 1 and 2 are also coming to the Vita. Um, they did say that Persona 5 was also coming to PS4 in North America after its Japanese release in 2015. Um, I'm trying to look for the other Vita ones that I had. I already said Broken Age. Um, oh, Super Time Force Ultra is also coming to PS Vita with Shuhei as a playable character. So you've got a choice there as well. Oh, uh, Geometry Wars 3 uh, is coming to PS Vita. Wait, what? Yep, Geometry yeah. Wars 3 is coming to Vita this spring. Ah, it's so um, awesome. So good. Bastion is coming out on both the PS4 and the Vita as well. Can we, can we step back to Geometry Wars 3 for a second? Yep. I thought that was like an Xbox exclusive. No, no it's on PS3 or PS4 right now. Dave? Yeah. We talked about that last week. No, 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 yeah. no. Wait, wait, wait. Dave, oh. this is an intervention. You okay. bought it last week. Yeah. You bought it last week. 
for your PS4. Oh, man. <laughs> your download list. <laughs> we told Kate she missed a very valuable opportunity to ask for a PlayStation 4 last week. That's all I'm going to say. Because you, you did indeed... Uh, I, at least I remember you attempting to buy Geometry Wars for the PS4. Yeah, because uh, we you know were talking about... That wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have worked because I had to reset my credit card in there. Okay. Well, then I, I actually. And there was no way I made it through my PayPal purchasing. No. Now that you mention it, I think you said there was an error while you were trying to buy it, but you did attempt to buy it last week. Yeah, you did. And we informed you about that. That's you awesome. Like, Thanks for the reminder. Yes, no problem. So that is also coming to Vita in the spring. Um, Bastion is coming to both PS4 and Vita. Uh, the I already mentioned Banner Saga. Towerfall Ascension is coming to PS Vita with new stages early next year. Octodad Dadliest Catch is also coming to PS Vita next year. Um, and that's it. Nice. That is it. Oh. As far as Bastion goes, is that going to be like a different version or just the same Bastion? That is the same Bastion. Okay, alright, just making sure. It's still amazing and I highly recommend you play it and buy it. Yeah, great soundtrack in that game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I soundtrack. One thing I was hoping for out of the whole thing was some sort of like new Mortal Kombat character reveal like they've been doing, because they've always kind of been in Sony's corner in that regard. So it's like in the back of my mind I was like fingers crossed hoping, but it didn't happen. I don't think we're gonna see anything until right close to the launch, personally. I, I, I was hoping for it as well. Um, were there any Mortal Kombat like announcements or anything, Joe? Mm-mm, no. Um, there's one last thing I think we need to talk about from the uh, PlayStation experience, and that is a little meta game that you ended up playing while you were there. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's talk about that. Are you talking about the cards? Yes, I am. So. When you uh, when you get you as soon as you come in the door for the conference, you get a little uh, a goodie bag that says "I was there," and then it has the the thing on the back of it. Um, and then inside, there's a box that says "Greatness awaits" with these playing cards. Um, and on the inside, hold on, let me open up the box here. On the inside. There is one card. It's a Joker card, and it says, uh, "This Not is seven. <laughs> no. It says <laughs> this is one of 54 collectible cards scattered throughout the PlayStation experience. Only the most dedicated PlayStation fans will go home with a complete deck. Will you be one of them?" So there, are, there were 53 of these scattered throughout the show floor. Um, pretty much every booth had a card, and you were. You basically they they wanted you to go around play the games and then a lot of the developers would have one card sometimes two cards sometimes a whole suit of four cards and um, if you were lucky enough you ended up with ow you got um, it all you end up with a deck of fifty four cards sweet like um, each card can you show, yeah can you show a couple of the individuals yeah each card has a different um, has a different sure. character on it. Um, so this is Hayden Panettiere from Until Dawn. Um, there's um, there's Drake from Uncharted. <clears throat> there's Bloodborne. Um, 
And then this one here, they they gave out at the No Man's Sky concert event. That's the only place that you could get it. So a lot of people actually are missing this card because they were just like, I ain't going to no stupid concert. Um, and so yeah, this this a lot this <laughs> this is kind of a hard card to get a get a hold of. And then, um, but yeah, each each card is from a different. Um, is a different uh, character. This is uh, the Tomorrow Children, uh, Tearaway. Um, Tearaway? Yeah, Tearaway. Yeah. Um, and then there's Little Big Planet, um, so on and so forth. I, I, I made a video um, that I put up on, on one of my on my uh, my websites that I put all the pictures up of it and stuff like that. But it's really cool. I mean, it's a complete deck of 54 um cards, and it's probably the coolest deck of cards I've ever owned in my entire life. Um, there's uh, Guacamelee. That's a, that's a nice. really cool card. Awesome. Um, but, so, yeah, so um, that was... Oh, go here, ahead. Here, here's my question for you. So, oh, they, they can't see it unless you say something. Oh, that's... Uh, um, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so eight, eight years ago, eight years ago, we started this little adventure in podcasting. And uh, at the time, your blood ran the greenest of greens. Uh-huh. Here you are eight years later attending a all-Sony dedicated PlayStation Experience con- uh, convention. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the transition from one to the other and... Where you are at in your relationship with the PlayStation? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, I I follow the love. I mean, when I back in back in the Xbox days, um, Xbox was like that 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 scru- I mean, it's it's kind of like what why I really liked Sega. I mean, when during the Dreamcast era, I really, really enjoyed Sega because they were like those scruffy upstarts that did whatever it took to get ahead. And, you know, so when you had like Bernie Stolar, you know, out there being crazy, Bernie's like, ah, I love Sega, buy a Sega. I was just like, man, that's awesome. These guys are trying their best and, you know, they're really all about the gamers. They're all about the fans. And, um... Back in the original Xbox days, that's what they were. I mean, Sony knew, or uh, Microsoft knew that it was the hardcore that paid the bills, and so they gave a lot of love to the hardcore. Um, and then somewhere about three, maybe four years ago, Microsoft kind of lost their way. I feel like they kind of just, they were just kind of like, it's it wasn't so much about the gamer anymore. It was just about we want everybody, you know, we got to get everybody in the door and, you know, so like, okay, we're going to focus on the connect and make sure that people can exercise and watch TV and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, well, that doesn't appeal to me as a hardcore gamer. And they were just kind of like, well, we don't care. We're, we're getting money from all these other different places. We're at about that same exact time. Sony was kind of like, hey, you know what? We lost sight of who Sony was back in the day. And so they've been working really hard to get the hardcore gamer back. And that's where I kind of started gravitating. I mean, I've always, I've, I buy all the consoles. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, if I feel like, you know, if you call yourself a hardcore gamer, you, you buy all the consoles. You, 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 or you have to play everything to know how good something is and or how bad something is. And so I have an Xbox One, but I 
I don't play it that often, um, if ever. Um, there's just not that much on that that appeals to me. I mean, everything you know, like I talked about a couple weeks ago with um, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. I mean, I, I hate that game. I think. Well, I don't hate it, but I, I'm I. I don't like it. I, I think it, it's trying too hard to be something, but it's not. Um, and that's kind of how. That's kind of what I feel like Microsoft is doing right now. They're trying hard, too hard to be something that they're not. Um, whereas Sony, I mean, they're just kind of like, hey, you know what? We lost. A, we lost a lot of people back in the 360 days. You know, we got to go back and get those guys back. And they they're just showing a lot of love. They're just showing a lot of gamer love. They're doing a lot of things that yeah, they're doing stuff that appeals to the normal average gamer, but then they're also doing stuff like this. This 20th anniversary experience was crazy. I mean, it was just, it was just, it was two days of fan service. It was just everything that was in there. I mean, there was, there there have been a lot of really cool articles about how, you know, this is like one of the best conferences that a lot of these journalists have been to all year long because it wasn't trying to do anything but just show up and play some games, have some fun, you know, here's, yeah, here's some cool announcements, here's some things to get you excited for 2016, or 2015, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't trying to be anything that it wasn't, it was just like, hey, we're 20 years old, here's some cool games that we got coming out, let's go, you know, and they, the, even the, uh, um, the panels and stuff, I mean, it was just, cool panels. It was just like, here, this is how we make Uncharted, you know, or this is how um, you know, this is how this is done. Here, let's get the IGN guys in, you know, let's let's do a podcast beyond, you know, and it's just like really good stuff. I, I don't know. So, Turo, you are uh, somebody who very much is in love with the Xbox One and your Xbox 360. You have a PlayStation 4, but inversely, from Joe, you don't play the PlayStation 4 very much. No, only believe, whenever there's stuff that I would like to play. Yeah. Do you believe that that is a result of... Do you feel that Microsoft shows you the love? Do you feel that... that uh, for example, I know they got a new CEO recently who seems to be saying things that sound the right thing for gamers, as the right thing for gamers. Um, do you believe that this is a transition period that they can actually regain the ground that they've lost, or is Microsoft not doing the right thing? Well, not regain the ground that they've lost, but try to go in a direction to where it's not all about we're the one system you need in the living room. We have the Connect. We can be your DVR and everything. They've already, we already saw them backtrack a lot and say, ah, uh, look at the Xbox. We don't have a Connect on it anymore. And look how cheap it is during the holiday season. Um, our bad. You can get a bunch of free games with them whenever you buy a system. And I, I hopefully it'll that'll keep moving forward because that's when it started getting awesome. That's and then then uh, the free games that are coming out for the uh, uh, Xbox Live uh, Gold. Um, it's, cool. Yeah, it's getting that never existed before on the 360. You would have discounts if you had gold on certain add-ons or certain games, but that was as far as it went. Then you started getting a free game every month, and then it started becoming two free games every month. And now uh, it's two free games, and every week there's discounts on different games and season passes and add-ons. So I, anytime that I wait uh, for a different game to show up, 
it's just really neat because I know it's coming. I know this game that I've been wanting or this add-on I've been wanting is going to go on sale as long as I wait long enough. And I like that, but that's what PlayStation you has just been doing. exactly describe PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that, but it's not as extensive, and it's just getting there, and I'm, I'm glad it's getting there. <laughs> well, and here's my thing is that, you know, rather than trying to become their own console, it feels like, you know, because a lot of times I'll, you know, I'll get into these conversations with people, if you want to call them conversations with people, where they'll where they'll be like, oh, well, you know, Microsoft does updates every month now, and blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, but Microsoft has spent the past year updating their console to become a PlayStation. I mean, really, a lot, like you just said, Games with Gold is completely and totally a result of what PlayStation Plus is doing. Dang. They have basic, it's, it's gone from... makes it better. That's, <laughs> I love it. But, but, I mean, can you really call it competition when they're not... I mean, they're not competing. They're just making it a PlayStation. I mean, they're doing yeah, all I, the same things that PlayStation it, is doing. Is Microsoft innovating, or are they just playing catch-up? Oh, catch-up. Most definitely. They're I don't playing catch-up, but they're also remembering what got them there in the first place. I mean, let's 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 you know, we'll go back a little bit. And when the original Xbox came out, it was a joke. Everybody hated it. I hated it. Like you know, remember <laughs> remember the Duke, the controllers. There was this great Penny Arcade cartoon uh, <laughs> where they were just like playing. They had these giant controllers on their laps, and they didn't call out that as the joke, but they were just kind of like there, like that's how they were playing the Xbox. Um, like everybody hated it, but then like they started coming out with the games, and then Halo came out, and all of a sudden it was just like, oh okay, this is cool, and then it then became made... like the Dreamcast too because they did all the Sega games, and Jet Set Radio Future came out, and then they you know so they concentrated on the games, and they got it, and they got you know then there, and then the 360 came around, they started doing things like remember uh, God, I used to love them, the Summer of Arcade, where they would sit there and have like all these great indie games lined up, and like every week mm-hmm. there'd be this new awesome indie game coming out. And they'd have a sale if you bought them all and all that kind of stuff. That was awesome, yeah. That they was just, like uh, when uh, Explosion Man or Explosion Man came out. That exactly. was one. Of them. Oh god, that game yeah. was so good. And if you got but, four of them, you'd save ten dollars or twenty bucks or something. Right. And, they and they were just, great games, yeah. And they just forgot about all that. Like, remember, um, uh, what's that one? The Shadow Complex. Oh, oh yeah, that god. was great. Like how I good love that game so much. Like, and, and they just, I, m- I remember, like, you know, a couple years after that, they were just like, eh, there's no Summer of Arcade. Like, no, why? why? Why did that go away? That's not something that should go away. That's something that should be expanded, you know? It should be Fall of Arcade and Summer of Arcade and Winter of Arcade. <laughs> like, have one every quarter where they're having, like, a big push like that. I think that's, when they, the started, yeah, that's they, when they started um, thinking yeah, about the just... Xbox One. And yeah. that's when they started transitioning, and they shouldn't have. They should have kept pushing that forward. And and they just wanted to be the one console in the living room, and that's where they fell. Right, and then Sony, when they started, like, you know, when they got on stage with the PS4, they're just like, you know, we got the indie games, and they started, like, you know, showing off all the, the great indie games they coming up. And they started playing the Reigns of Castamere. Yeah, all that was was just stealing Xbox's thunder, because that's what they used to do. I, I think it's an interesting time. You know, technically... Uh, Xbox One outsold PlayStation 4 for Black Friday. Um, they moved, I think, 750,000 units, which is great for, for Microsoft. Still, though, uh, I believe it's almost now a two-to-one um, lead that Sony has in terms of sales. The thing that everybody needs to keep in mind is that both consoles are selling 
literally, I think, 300% more than they sold from their previous generation counterparts. Jeez and rice. So it's not like, you know, everybody that said console gaming is dead. Well, apparently not, because everyone and their dog is buying either an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 or both. Gosh, people's grandmas have a PS4. That's just... Everyone has one but me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, you missed your opportunity last week. (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't want to take advantage of a drunk man. (laughs) I didn't. He pretty much forced it on me. (laughs) I've heard that about him. (laughs) I was like, no, Dave, no. And you're like, give me your address now. I was like, oh, God. Okay, here it is. Uh, just so, gotta let it happen. Just close your eyes and just. So any, any other, unless you want to save them for your final thoughts. Any other thoughts on the PlayStation experience and what you walked away with coming out of it? Oh, we forgot. Um, got a war. I guess is a thing. What? Uh, they didn't do anything. And it was it was like a random thing. It was just like kind of like a random tweet or quote or something like that. Just like, oh yeah, by the way, God of War is happening. Well, the since they one. since they canned the other game that they spent, what, four years on before yeah. it was released, I kind of figured they had to have God of War in the can there. But, what do you, you know, mean? Oh, they you had, a, they had a, a, a sci-fi game that they were working on. Oh. Um, they had brought in the writers from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. They canceled years. that game? They canceled that. They canceled no. that this year, and they laid off most of the staff that had been working on it. Um, so I, I had figured that there had to be a God of War in oh, development. That sucks. I'm just hoping. I, I'm curious where they go. Kratos has killed most of the gods that we know of. Everything is in turmoil. Yeah, he'll do oh, move to Norse. He'll start yeah, he'll, he'll transfer over to Odin. he'll transfer over to India. Or, yeah, or, the whole I'd world even, is destroyed. It's I'd even, messed like, up. Man, I would I would kill to see Kratos with like a, a Wakazashi and a and a you know a katana, you know fight the ancient Eastern gods. Yes, please. No, I want to see him fight all the Hindu gods with their multiple arms. <laughs> no, you Dang. just want to see him tear off one of their arms and beat <laughs> them to death with it in a quick time event. That's Virginia. what you still think. That Egyptian was one of the greatest be beginnings. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Kratos that's that's first Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 man, whoa. <sighs> so and all, you gotta, all you got to do is put up that quote that Ubisoft does about how this game was made by a cultural blah, 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 people of <laughs> beliefs. Oh, you know, yeah. And, and you're in the clear. Nobody then cares. Then it's fine. Yeah. And it still doesn't work, Ubisoft. None of them do. I'm sorry. <laughs> My own commentary there. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, a couple games that came out over the last couple weeks. Uh, the first one I wanted to tackle was Little Big Planet. Goodness, 3. it slowed down. By the way, I'm so glad it the games. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're <sighs> running out of calendar. Little Big Planet Three. Um, we have not talked about this, correct? Or am I? I played some, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah. So uh, it is actually really fun. They did mm-hmm. a really good job with it. The issue is that there are bugs in it. Uh, one of the biggest bugs being that uh, there are, are difficulties connecting with other people to play online. Um, and so a uh, friend of the show, Daniel, who is going to be on here eventually, 
Um, he and I tried to play a good bit. Um, it was an exercise in frustration. Um, we generally would connect and then completely disappear. Um, I've tried to share play the game. It does support share play with a couple friends with decent internet connections, and they're able to load into the um, the pod and then immediately lag out and disconnect. So I'm frustrated because the game at its core is a lot of fun. But it seems like, like every other game that's come out this fall, it the online portions, which are a big portion of Little Big Planet, uh, do not seem up to snuff. So I've not put a rating on it yet. In fact, I may have Daniel review it for us. Um, but um, yeah, that, there's that one. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about very quickly was The Crew, because that came out um, last Tuesday. And The Crew is a whole lot of fun. Uh, we're actually going to have another um, another person review this one for us. He's going to come into the podcast and talk about his experience with the game at some point. Um, but uh, my preliminary with it is it's a, it fills the gap that Drive Club left. I've been looking for an arcade racer. Uh, the crew is most definitely that. It's got cool motivation to keep doing different things in the world to upgrade better parts for your vehicle so you can drive faster, more control, um, better braking, etc. Um, and then there is a horrible, horrible storyline that basically is a mash between Fast and the Furious and Sons of Anarchy, which is so bad that it's almost good, one of those things. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's 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 just like right there. And the main character looks exactly like Gordon Freeman. So if you ever wanted to see Half-Life in a car, that is this game. So there's that. Um, you say Morgan or Gordon? Gordon. Okay. <laughs> Gordon. Nice. I, heard, I heard Morgan, and I was like... Oh my gosh! And he said Half Life, and then I go, wait. No, okay. Gordon, Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Here I am driving a car really fast. But the, <laughs> the, the biggest issues are those of multiplayer connectivity issues. Um, many people cannot get online, and if they can get online, even though you can see that your friends are online, they cannot join your crew, and you cannot join theirs. Or well, in all the, fairness, Sony needs to stay away from the internet for a while. Well, it's not Sony. This is Ubisoft. And so... Um, yeah, but I thought they were like going after PSN again. Like, overall. No, they were just taking... Those were just DDoS. Yeah, those are denial of service attacks. Yeah, those jerks. They they messed up Xbox Live, too. Um, I, the, the, the big frustration for me is... And I've actually... I feel like I'm beta testing a game for Ubisoft. I have actually <laughs> diagnosed my own problem in the crew. The problem was I'd get on with friends and we would go do a race and it would immediately kick me out losing my progress. So even though I just got that gold medal, hey, guess what? You get to do the whole race over again. Uh. It kicks you out. Um, which is really frustrating because some of those races can be rather intensive uh, in terms of time and, and, and skill, etc. So I realized as long as I don't start the game, I'm good. Which means that I either have to play only single player to progress the story, or I have to wait till all of my friends catch up to where I'm at in the in the single player game so that we can play multiplayer together. 
So that's kind of a not great solution, but at least I can keep myself from losing progress in the game. Um, but other than that, which is a pretty big problem, but other than that, I actually find it to be a kind of a fun game. So if you're looking for an arcade eraser, uh, it might be something uh, you might ask for Christmas for. Um, anyone else have any other games that they've played just like that have just come out or anything along those lines? Dragon um, Age? Dragon Age, Joe, do you, do you have your paraphernalia there near you for your Uber Deluxe Mega Collector's oh, Edition? Yeah, I can go grab it real quick. Yeah, do that because that would okay. be, be fun. Okay, just be right back. All right. Um, I played um, Final Horizon on the Vita for a bit. Tell us what it is and what your impressions are. Um, it is a. Uh, it's one of the two free Vita games for uh, for the Instant Game Collection this month. Uh, I don't recall. I don't have my Vita in the room here. I'm not sure who the developer is, but <clears throat> it's the uh, Alien Spiders Tower Defense game. If you've ever seen any media on it, you'll you'll know what you're what I'm talking about there. The uh, so you're it's basically it's a tower defense game. You're being attacked by this uh, alien force known as the Swarm, which is all insects and spiders, and they're pretty much mech uh, kind of stylized. And uh, you're, at least for the first, as far as I am in the game, you're uh, setting up your tower defense stuff to uh, help uh, evacuate the system that you're in and get, get everyone out. Uh, it, it's a limited tower defense, though, because you can only build in certain places, right? There's pre, at least as far as I am again, uh, there's pre-built places where you can either build uh, anti-air, anti-ground turrets, or uh, uh, they're basically the equivalents of the sunflowers from uh, from uh, bah, Plants vs. Zombies. They, they generate the energy that you need to upgrade your towers and build them and stuff. Um, it's it's been fairly straightforward and pretty fun so far. It's got you know main objectives and bonus objectives and uh, just been fun little thing that I play during commercial breaks or whatever. So uh, yes, I actually watch TV that still has commercials in it. <laughs> Joe, you're back with your paraphernalia. Yeah. All right. So show us what you got in your what what was the name of this the the Inquisition edition. Is that what it is? That's <laughs> yeah, Dragon Age Inquisitor Inquisition Edition. Yeah, the, the crazy yeah. thing was nobody expected it. <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> every time, every time I bust into a new place in there, I always say that it's pretty good. So let so, me. So this is the the Inquisitor's Edition here. Wow. It's, it's as big as my head, or bigger. Is that the one um, that was 150 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Um, but it... Uh, hopefully everything hasn't fallen out of it. Let's see here. Uh, so if you guys have played the game, it has... Wow. This, this chest is actually like on the on your war table, and it, it has some of the things in it. But there's all, there's all the markers from the... Um, the different uh, factions and does stuff. It, There's the the does inquisitors. It have the knife? Uh, no, it does not have the knife actually. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. 
But the uh, and it has a large it has the large map that you use uh, in the game to to stick out your missions and stuff. It has that Is in that there. Cloth? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's actually it's actually a nice cloth. Um, there's a uh, a really nice leather um, pouch um, for <laughs> cool. for your uh, for your lock picking tools. Unfortunately, the lock picking tools are made of plastic. Plastic. <laughs> Yay. Um. And then uh, let's see what else. There's a steel case for your game, which is nice. Steel books are always cool. Um, and then there's a this this piece pops out, and then you underneath it you have a quill and an ink bottle, so you can write messages and stuff like that. And then there's a nice uh, leather book that you can write Happy stuff writing. in. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's a little secret panel down here that you're supposed to use your lock picking tools with um, that you pull out and it's got coins in it or whatever. Um, so and those are kind of cool. Um, but probably my favorite thing of the whole thing, aside from the, the part the, that I hate you for, um, they have um, a full tarot deck of the what is it, major arcana, minor arcana? Is that right? Yep. Wow. Um, but it's it's all the, the cool art. Um, it's got just some amazing artwork on it of the character some of the characters of the game and um yeah. wicked. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But yeah, those are those are that's definitely my favorite piece aside from the, the little pewter pieces. The problem is that um, the packaging on this is crap. Um, and so most people were getting these completely just smashed to pieces. Ah. Um, yeah, everything was falling out. These these large pewter pieces were falling off, and then they were breaking everything down below, um, or else the pewter pieces were just in general breaking. Um, so getting a full set that isn't damaged was pretty um, zero to likely. I actually had a broken piece, but I, I had somebody that had... Um, the same piece that wasn't broken, and they were just like, oh, I just want to return it, so I gave them my broken piece. <laughs> nice. So. nice. But um, I, the, the game, though, itself, I I flip and love that game. Oh, my God. I think I've got about 60 or 70 hours into it right now. And yeah, I, I, I made mean, it to 54, and I actually took a break, and I've not returned, but I will, because I need to platinum that game in the worst way. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, well, and it's one of those games where it's it's going to take some time to do, but it's definitely it's an it's it, it's not a horribly difficult platinum to get. It's it's just it takes time to get it. It's a time-consuming platinum. Is it going to take a whole lot of precious time? Whole lot of precious uh, time. Patience and time. And then um, <laughs> the other game, I'm not so much playing it, but I did I did kind of re-pick it up. Was um, Retro City Rampage DX. Um, this is um, apparently what they're they these guys are making a big deal out of it. This is the rarest PS4 game that's been made. Shut up. Um, they only made two thousand copies of it. Uh, they put it on uh, FanGamer.com and then down at the uh, PlayStation Experience, they bought they brought fifty copies of it, and they were giving them away every couple of hours. But um, yeah, there's only two thousand copies of this out there. Um, and what's really funny though is it's a PS4. It's on a PS4 Blu-ray, and um, it takes up 40, 40 meg on, <laughs> on this disc right here. So. That's awesome. Oh man! 
But when you when you crack it open, the it has uh, a reversible um, uh, jacket art that makes it looks like a, uh, an old Sega Master System cover. It's it's, it's pretty awesome. It's it's really neat. You'll have some of the rarest trophies in the world then. I think it's all the same trophies, maybe. Because I mean, it's a it's a it's, deal. It's the, same, it's, the, it's the same trophy list. They're just easier to get. Yeah. Because <laughs> the original trophies were flipping impossible. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were pretty hard. Well, believe it or not, that brings us to final thoughts. Wow. Starting all the way on my far left with the man with the plan, Turo. Your final thoughts for tonight. Man, this Bacchus D makes me feel weird. It is like energy drink of Korea. It's a product of Korea. <laughs> well, it comes in a pill bottle, so I'd be a little, I'd be a little yeah. skeptical of that. The best yeah, goat like, urine yeah. and rotten cabbage that Korea can yeah, provide. Yeah, it's a product of Korea, and it says if it has uh, precipitation in it or something like that, it's not poisonous. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Ozarks. I was like, uh, after period of storage, which is not harmful, just please shake well before opening. This is awesome. This is making me huh. feel weird, though. Anyway, uh, if you can find some, go for it. It's pretty it's neat. I feel Sketch. weird. Sketchy. <laughs> yeah, super sketchy. Dave, final thoughts. <laughs> um, what's it called? Guardians of the Galaxy came out on Blu-ray. Um, Woo! Nice yeah, extras on it. Um, there's a really awesome gag reel on it, um, and oh, a, preview, a preview of the next Avengers movie. Which I will not watch. Yeah, well, it doesn't, I, I kind of expected a little bit, I was hoping for a little bit more, they didn't really do that, but they did have, it was a nice, it was more of a behind-the-scenes thing. I thought it was going to be like a new trailer or something. Darn it. Um, but they, they do have a lot of neat scenes in there, and Scarlet Witch is going to be just tearing shit up. Um... So that's going to be fun. So I found a steel book around my area. Should I go get oh, it? Yes. Okay, I'll go to get it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, apparently that Best Buy one is pretty hard to get. It is but, yeah. impossible. So if I can get two, that'd be yes. two. Kate, final thoughts? Um, finished Dead Space 3 this week. Steadily working on Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Um... Probably no PlayStation 4 for me at the end of this month because something financial came up. It always comes up, so the new date is the end of January. We'll see what happens. Matt, final thoughts? Um, Sony Pictures lost their damn fool minds. Uh-oh. How? Uh, have have you not seen? I, I have to actually give credit to to Mr. Burgundy over there because I hadn't seen this either. But um, in that uh, Sony Pictures uh, intrusion that they had a couple weeks ago, a bunch of documents and emails and all this stuff was stolen. It, it wasn't an intrusion. They they got hacked. They they got. It was an intrusion. It was it's, a it's not intrusion. even. A, it's not even a hack. Somebody just went in, took all their stuff, put it all over the internet. Yeah. Like, what were know, their plans? It is the most massive um, security breach of any corporate. Yeah. yeah. And they're blaming what? North Korea for it? 
No, no, that's all smokescreen. Yeah, allegedly it's it's the same issue with Target. It was a compromised cell phone that led to the whole thing. But wow. anyway, so are um, they having Spider-Man in the Marvel movie? <laughs> there was, they were actually in negotiations for this, and Disney was giving them just a ridiculously sweet deal. Basically, they'd put up all the money, do all the work, and then Sony'd just get to make money for free, almost. Wow. And they said no. I think that was before Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, though. Yeah, I I think you're right, because Amazing Spider-Man 2 woefully underperformed for them. Yeah, so, and there's been, there's been, I've been assuming they're clickbait articles, but there's been a few articles popping up in the last day or so about, there's still hope for Spider-Man in Marvel movies, and like, yeah, whatever, I'll wait for an announcement, but that's never going to come. But, yeah, um, Sony... Never say never. Especially oh, with the wow. way, with how, what, with what happened after the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, but you know, Sony as a corporation is not exactly known for its uh, out of the box or uh, aggressive thinking, except every once every twenty years or so, apparently. Um, <laughs> different, different division at Sony. Different division entirely. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, anyway, I guess that that's my final thought. Uh, and uh, oh, Agents of Shield. I, I know there are a lot of people who got turned off by the first half of season one. I don't understand it, but I appreciate it and, and sympathize with whatever plights you have. If you really simply cannot make it through the first half of season one, which you should because there's some good little niblets in there, start with the bridge and get into season two. If by the mid-season break of season two you still don't like the show, there's no hope for you. That, that's all I can say. Um, no, seriously though, um, that mid-season finale, holy crap! Holy! I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching crap. it tonight. It was holy crap. Another um, holy crap! I forgot to mention, Mac, Mad Max Fury Road trailer dropped today. Yeah. Oh, that looks I don't amazing. get it. I have to say, I don't get why everyone's going gaga over this thing. To it me, looks it like, amazing. Michael Bay make this? It's Explosion the movie. Almost, almost, but it, the explosions look, like, not bad. <laughs> 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 there's a, there's a, it's a fire tornado. There's a fire tornado in there. Eating yeah. cars. All I have to say, no, 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 no. if you have not seen the Star Wars uh, trailer, Michael Bay edition, you do need to search. <laughs> oh my God, that one's so good. Joe, final thoughts. Or or the or the Saturday Night Live one was pretty good too. With all. Oh, the- that one was beautiful. That was a great great episode, by the way. James Franco and Nicki Minaj. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They they did a they did a great job. That was fantastic and funny. Um, <laughs> How did I get to menu? Give <laughs> <laughs> um, Bobby Moynihan. Oh man. Uh, final thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any. Wow. You were playing Mejong. <laughs> I, I was just looking for news and stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Um, play games and stuff because games are awesome. I, I don't know. I, I'll, I swear I'll have something better next time. I swear. I swear. Um, I'll do better. My final thoughts. Uh, how about that season finale for Flash? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Mid-season yeah. yeah. finale. So I, I think what we're going to do at some point is once everyone is actually caught up on the Flash... That'll and never Agents, happen. ...and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we will do a spoiler cast. 
for each of those to get to the current position in time. Because there, there's something that I talked about with Dave that I'm pretty sure none of you have caught in the flash because, and I can't tell anybody because not everybody's caught up. I'm actually embarrassed I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed with the whole Agents of Shield thing. I mean, after about midway through that episode, I kind of, as soon as they said something, as soon as they said a name, I'm like, oh wait a minute, hold on. I went over and got my my Marvel book <laughs> encyclopedia, flipped over, and I'm like, mother. Oh. In hindsight, it's kind of obvious, but oh, right. man, I, mean, I, I can't just, wait. Oh. I, I felt like a total boob. I was just like, so all I will say is, I figured out as soon as he started humming. That's all I got to say, because I caught yes, the, yeah, I caught yeah, the yeah. reference, and that that was like, oh my god, all right. So yeah, um, watching that tonight. Watching that tonight. Watching tonight. Yeah. So do catch up on that. Um, other than that, that's probably uh, uh, just housekeeping stuff. Uh, do visit the website, GamersLedge.com. Follow us on Twitter, GamersLedge, uh, Facebook.com slash GamersLedge, um, and uh, do go onto the site. Make sure you read uh, Kate's reviews of Sailor Moon. They like running. Um, and check out all of our up-to-date stuff that we're covering. And last but not least... I think we're going to have to call an ambulance for Turo because of that Korean <laughs> and juice. This is awesome. <laughs> um, other than that, this is... Uh, we'll, we'll join us again next week for another episode of the Yakamoto Joe Show. Until then, game on! Game on! Game on. Yeah, that batch was meant for James Franco. Toro got it instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Do we not record any of that?